You are listening to the Marnie on the Move podcast flashback series, where we will be bringing you some of our favorite, most popular episodes from the archives. It's a blast from the past. I'm really grateful, and it's been, in one year, the hugest learning curve and best result that I could ever have imagined. And I didn't think it was gonna be like that. In mid-March, I was like, well, that was a good career I had, you know, and that was it. And then I was like, no, get your shit together, Cynthia, and like make this work. And that's always been, I think, you know, through the 2008, you know, like through every economic or other crisis in, this country and in business, it's always ultimately been a reset for us and and a pivot. And it's always, knock wood, kind of helped us think about the future in a more productive way. That was Cynthia Rowley. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative, movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hi, everyone. Welcome and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. You are going to love today's guest. She is just so cool and an incredibly forward-thinking, visionary, world-famous, award-winning fashion designer, and one of my personal favorites, Cynthia Rowley. Cynthia is also a major adventure seeker, risk taker, and loves embracing a good challenge whether it's in design or sport. But before we get started, shout out to our sponsors, Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. They are my go-to for understanding my inner health, looking at my blood levels, and getting great nutritional insight. Inside Tracker transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science facts, recommendations you need to reach your goals. Take control of your health and wellness. Unlock the power of your potential. Use our code for 20% off. Thank you, MOTM. And of course, there's a link in the show notes. Now, back to our guest. During our conversation today, Cynthia shares how her passion for adventure fun, and fashion have influenced her many designs and are the overall spirit of the brand. From her super chic and yes, very functional wetsuits, her surfboards, roller skates, and yoga mats, to her uber popular puffer coat, which sold out this winter, and her fabulous dresses, flare pants, PJs, all with her signature vibrant prints, color, and style. We talk about her mission to empower women and how through her brand, Cynthia aims to inspire women everywhere to take risks and live life fearlessly. 
She shares how her brand pivoted at the beginning of COVID to truly meet the needs of her customers, designing essentials for working at home and spending more time outdoors. Cynthia talks about her terrific podcast with her daughter, Kit Keenan, the Ageless Podcast, and how as an entrepreneur and founder, she continues to innovate and ebb and flow with the times. Cynthia Rowley is a leading global lifestyle brand built on the philosophy that fashion should be an adventure. The brand's signature Pretty Meets Sporty assortment features ready-to-wear, surf and swim, fitness, accessories, and home decor, as well as exclusive collaborations with like-minded brands. Known for its nomadic pop-up retail concepts, the collection is sold at Cynthia Rowley Boutiques nationwide and online at CynthiaRowley.com. I hope you enjoy what you hear. If you do, leave us a review on Apple. It's easy. Head over to the app on your phone, click on Marnie on the Move podcast, scroll through the episodes, click on five stars, and then click on leave a review. Tell us what you're listening to, what you love, and what you want to hear more of. Also, share this episode with your friends on social media, wherever you like to get social. And last but not least, subscribe to our bi-weekly newsletter, The Download. Now, let's dive in to my conversation with Cynthia Rowley. You are an avid surfer and swimmer. Where did that begin for you? Well, I just enjoy being outdoors. I enjoy being in the water. I've always played a lot of sports and I and been very uh, active <laughs> in those kind of daring activities. And I just love those things. I don't think I'm actually very good at any of them, but I do enjoy it. And I guess it just started from a young age. What came first? I mean, I grew up in the Midwest where right. there's definitely no waves and no, not much water really, but I, I have a lot of energy. <laughs> and so we had to, and in, in a small town, you kind of have to make your own fun. So, you know, you make stuff up and you're like building ramps for, you know, your bike and you're, you have a, you know, somebody has a mini bike and you're like flying into the cornfields on your mini bike. And I don't know, it's just like a way to um, keep the fun going and just really, I mean, anything to have fun. Yeah. I know you, you have a place in the Hamptons. I mean, you obviously probably surf out in Montauk, right? Yeah, I kind of surf wherever, but, and I love to travel and surf hopefully when we can again soon. And, you know, the surfing is just something that I started years ago that, I mean, like I said, I'm really not very good. I just love it. I just go out there for hours. I just, big waves, small waves, like I'll just go for it, you know? I've always wanted to get into surfing, but I just, you know, it's the one thing that I think would make a huge difference for everything else that I do in terms of sports and in life. I think there's so many valuable lessons you can get when you're out on the water. Well, I find it very meditative being out there watching the waves, choosing the waves and and i think you're at the mercy of mother nature you have no control over anything you have to be perfectly present at all times and you're in the elements and you and whatever the universe is serving up that's what you're getting so it can be dangerous a lot and you know i've had some very dangerous moments but it it's a community you know and you're out there and you're seeing 
your buddies and you're hanging out and you know enjoying a beautiful day hopefully or sometimes it's freezing cold like whatever it is what it is and and you just have to really love it to be out there I think it's one of those things that once you catch like your first good wave it's kind of like when you're a runner and you get to that like runner's high moment after like five miles and you're like okay now I get it right what is the CR surf camp it sounds so cool well, we don't really have a surf camp. We just do it once a year. We do an event. Yeah. That's like, we just do, I wish, I would love to have a surf camp, but that would be, that's a, that would be a lot. I would love to maybe partner with someone to do a surf camp. But as it is right now, like just once or twice in the summer, we invite influencers and editors to come out and you have to have never surfed before okay. and you spend the day, we give lessons and everybody gets a ride. That's awesome. Out in Montauk you do it or in a ditch plains or? We do it. Yeah. Wherever the elements are right. We, we have a store in Newport beach also where we did one once Newport beach, California. We have done a few in Montauk. Yes. And, we kind of can do it anywhere. We're we're thinking Puerto Rico maybe next. We'll That's see. Cool. Yeah. Depends where we can travel and what's going on in the world. I know. It's crazy. I mean, so I've come out. I go out every summer and do triathlons out in Sag Harbor. And then sometimes I'll do Montauk. And I've did once, one summer, an open water swim. I'm actually kind of nervous in the ocean when there's huge waves like if it's not totally flat I'm totally nervous and I did this open water swim it was for the Montauk it's called the Montauk Ocean Swim Challenge and it's organized by the by the Montauk Playhouse in Mm -hmm. out in that I did it one year (laughs) I swam basically attached to a lifeguard for one mile out in the ocean it was beautiful yeah. It's hard. It's a little scary. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. But actually for the first time in my life, I was less afraid of sharks and more afraid of being pulled out to sea. So that was good. Yeah. I don't want to say you don't have to worry about them, but you know, don't let it mess with your head. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many things that we've talked about in the last like five minutes that have so much to do with entrepreneurship. And so I'm just curious, like what came first for you? Was it your love of doing these sports and adventure activities, whether it's sports, fitness, or was it your flair for design, or were they together at the same time? I mean, I've always been making clothes since I was young. Since I was seven, I started sewing, and so I always was making things, and, you know, I grew up with a family of artists, and so drawing and sewing and painting and all those things were always a part of my life, and Then I went to art school at the Art Institute in Chicago and accidentally made my first sale and then just grew the company from there. And the sport, the functionality side of all of what we do was not something that I didn't start making wetsuits. I was making swim, but I didn't start making fully functional wetsuits until someone from Quicksilver saw me in the water surfing and asked if I would be interested in a collaboration. And that's how we started. And that's how I learned about it. And after three years, then I went off on my own and 
I'm very grateful to them. And that's how it started. And I love it. Yeah, I wear your wetsuit when I swim in the pool here in New York City at Chelsea Piers because the water is really cold. And I've worn mm -hmm. it windsurfing. And I mean, I love, I think I, I probably had your first one that you did the collaboration with Quicksilver. I think it was a lot, it was a while ago. When was that? About, I think it was about 10 or 12 years ago. Yeah. They were a little bit longer, color block. They were, you know, everyone said, you'll never be able to print on a wetsuit. And I was like, okay, then I'm going to figure out a way. And we sent the skin to our printer in Italy. They printed it, then sent it back to the factory to be bonded and made into wetsuits. And, you know, it was like a real labor of love and a real learning curve to have the fashion and function meet. I mean, that's kind of a signature for your brand and for your collection is this blend of sports and style. I mean, the wetsuits have obviously evolved so much over the years. You have so many different styles. Speaking of sharks, you have a really cool new style called shark deterrent. Tell me about the inspiration behind this design. It came from on the west coast of Australia in Perth and, and around there. The surfers were spray painting white stripes on their black wetsuits. <laughs> And it was to mimic this fish and also confuse the shark's eyesight because black and white is very confusing for them. And so that's what I saw and read about. And then I said, oh, well, I'll make this kind of chic for women. <laughs> well, so, I mean, you said how there were so many challenges in the beginning to kind of take your traditional wetsuit and make it fashionable and put a print on it. That's something that is really game-changing that you did. I mean, I think it's a major contribution to the world of sports and athletics to have these super chic wetsuits that you've designed over the years. I mean, they've really evolved. And beyond the wetsuits, you're doing surfboards, you've designed bicycles. How has this sort of blend of sport and style influenced your brand over the years? Well, I just don't see any design distinction between, you know, a pretty surfboard, a pretty, you know, we've done barbecue grills and garden hoses and, I mean, Band-Aids and just like endless, endless products. And I just don't see a real distinction. You know, I think that if you can add value to something by making it a pretty design and not really add to the cost and put it out there into the world and give people a choice, then that's the ultimate. That's all I can do. It sounds like a lot of what you're designing is also influenced by your personal hobbies and passion that you like to do. Yeah. Can you make bike shoes, please? I'm just putting in a request. It's like for cycling, for road cyclists, for people who want to spin inside. Yeah, I know spin shoes I've wanted to do. That's a really, I would have to do a partnership with someone. But yeah, I would love to do that. We're making yoga mats now. I love them. They're so pretty. Oh, thank you. I'm trying to do some other related fitness accessories. Yes. And yeah, I just think it's a matter of, I love the idea that maybe this thing has been taken for granted and the design part of it has been overlooked. And I, I think even with a lot of fitness clothes up until like five years ago, people just weren't thinking it was like black, gray, navy. Okay. 
Yeah, or That's pink you for wear. women and blue for men or, you know, just yeah, kind mean, of thrown it together, like no real design thought process. Or sometimes where the functionality is the most important part and people who are making it, I mean, this was sort of what was going on when I met the Quicksilver Roxy team because they were all surfers and they were the functionality part of it was the utmost importance right. and then and then the design was sort of secondary and so for me I kind of like saw that completely flipped and so I think that happens though in a lot of categories right where the functionality part of it is most important and then once that's established then oh okay maybe we do need to start thinking this could be cuter you know yeah I agree. I mean, I think, you know, as somebody who is super athletic and as I've been into sports my whole life, I have always been kind of dissuaded from looking at something because of the fashion and more encouraged to think about the functionality. But I also spent a long time in fashion and I love fashion. And so I was I've always been frustrated with the lack of design and functionality in a lot of the things that and sports that I do. Do you feel like the designs that you create inspire women to get into this healthier lifestyle and sports? 100%. Like that is all I care about. Regular women getting in the water, trying something new. That's all I care about. That's why we don't sponsor athletes because this is not about being a pro athlete. It's about having fun. It's about trying something new. It's about inspiring people to take a risk and maybe it's going to change your life because it changed mine. And, and I think, you know, the things that we make, make you feel more confident, more comfortable, make you look like a superhero. It's just, that's all I ever want to do is make people feel good. And you are a risk taker. I mean, in terms of your design, like you created this wetsuit and maybe there wasn't a market at the time, or did you think there was a market? Like, how do you approach design in in regards to like whether there's a market or not? You know, I've been doing this a long time and I know our audience, it evolved and has evolved and it's surprisingly very young and And now what's amazing is because we are so much DTC, we have all the data and I can see like, oh, well, my gut was this and yes, it's proven to be true or, you know, this is what I was hoping and here's how we can get there. And so I think just having all those tools available really can amplify everything that you're doing and you know I know what our our core strengths are and but then you know you have to really take a chance I'll tell you the surf and swim is still a very small part of our business of our overall business I mean it's the halo it's my passion right it's what I think people see I mean you know, was I shocked to see Kim Kardashian at her birthday party wearing a CR wetsuit? Totally. No idea. <laughs> was I shocked to see it on the cover of Elle magazine on Gigi Hadid? 
in Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Like all those things, totally unsolicited and amazing. And yet still, like it's still a very small part of the overall brand. Like I, I love it, but I can't, I'm not intoxicated with the halo of what it is. I still spend most of my time on the core products, which are pretty dresses and cute t-shirts and sweatshirts and jeans. And your amazing jackets that you put out this winter or fall, which my partner has one. Oh my God, those puffers were like, I could not even, we couldn't make them fast enough. We ran out, they were gone and that was it. So she, all of a sudden she's like, oh my God, I got my jacket. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then she's like, Cynthia Rowley, the puffer, it's been sold out. Which, and what color did she, she got get? White. She's an, she's like a former architect. Like that's her. She's very into design and she likes to stand out everything that she wears. So yeah. So since we're all living in our jackets and outerwear outside now that everyone's eating outside and going out, you know, to meet people socially distanced, it's like the perfect must have for winter in New York City. (laughs) It's like wearing your comforter right off the bed. Yeah. It looks really good on her. It looks, it's great. I wish we could make more. We just couldn't yeah and so would you do you think it'll be like a repeat item for next winter (laughs) um we have some some lighter weight almost like still puffy and really cool shape like that is it's interesting that you're saying she's an architect because to me that's a very architectural shape garment like that you can change the shape with you know different ways to wear it and I do think that sort of idea of taking something like fabric that's two-dimensional and creating this three-dimensional object that is a puffer or a wetsuit or now the lighter weight one that we're going to launch in, I think, the beginning of March, end of February, beginning of March, is the next version of that. And it's interesting when you really think that design is not like, I think a lot of people think design is a sketch on a piece of paper. No, it's like a totally three-dimensional sculptural object. And you have to think of all angles and all sides and all uh, along with the functionality of it. It's like, I guess, a functional sculpture. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a sculpture. I mean, (laughs) You And you're an artist. I mean, that's your background, right? 30 years ago before you started Cynthia Rowley, your company. I mean, so you bring that to the mix. But I'm sure you, you know, you're very involved in the design and, you know, all the different other components of design, right? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely evolved over the years, like how it goes from being a vision to reality. And each object or item has its own creative process and evolution. So... It's different all the time. And I, that's kind of part of the fun for me is that challenge of like having an idea, having the vision, executing it, and then bringing it to an audience that hopefully enjoys it. But the actual like, how the hell are we going to get this made is kind of part of the fun too. Right. It sounds like it since you're such an adventurer. <laughs> taking on those kinds of challenges and projects of that kind of having that mindset. 
how have your designs shifted during the past year? Like how has Cynthia Rally, your brand, been affected by COVID in a positive way? Yeah, it's actually been very, I'm really grateful. And it's been in one year, the hugest learning curve and best result that I could ever have imagined. And, you know, I didn't think it was going to be like that. In mid-March, I was like, well, that was a good career I had, you know, and that was it. And then I was like, no, get your shit together, Cynthia, and like make this work. And that's always been, I think, you know, through the 2008, you know, like through every economic or other crisis in this country and in business, it's always ultimately been a, a reset for us and, and a pivot. And it's always, knock wood, kind of helped us think about the future in a, in a more productive way. And so we were already, we had already pivoted to mostly DTC affiliates, dropships, and less wholesale, like hardly any wholesale. We have some of our own retail stores, but those were, those are pop-ups. Some of, some are permanent, but a lot of them were the sort of nomadic retail that we develop where they, you know, you come in, it's user acquisition, it's marketing, and then you know, you don't have to have the liability of a long-term lease. And so all of that was already happening. And then in March, we just really doubled down and changed, I think, canceled a lot of product that was no longer relevant, you know, right. like, are you going to wear a sequin, you know, dress up? No, you know, we, we canceled, we re, we designed into what was happening in the world and it really paid off. That's how we introduced home, you know, that's how our surf and swim really had a great year because people were outside, you know, right. wanted to be outside and wanted to spend time, you know, in the water. And I felt that um, pivot with your brand. Like I really, really like just from everything from just on social media to your designs that you've been putting out, your amazing pajamas and loungewear. Yeah. But that's why we were like, oh, we have to make PJs, but that you can wear out too. like throw on some heels and go out in, in you know in the summer for like a little you know socially distant coffee or something or it's just yeah I think we just started thinking about the needs of women in a different way we introduced some kids because we thought that was would be fun and I just think color is important joy and happy prints and that's what I just to me, there's no longer a need for a little navy shift dress. There's no longer a need for that desk to dinner kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, no, if you're going to buy something, it it's because it makes you happy, because you're comfortable in it, and it, like, brings you joy. But, you know, as we hopefully come out of this a little bit, I think those things will change change again and you know maybe i think everybody's been working out and everybody has like these sick 
bodies that they've been working on. <laughs> and like, we have to, if you can go out and if it's more uh, socializing d- does start happening, then, you know, we better be making like the sexiest, hottest stuff that you can find so that people can, can show it off. And, you know, so I think it's just like being really aware and being really in touch and living the way our audience is living. Yeah. Like your jacket's amazing. I mean, if I'm going to start going out and being social, like I'm totally happy to wear a cool pair of jeans and, you know, some ski layers to sit outside and have dinner with friends at a social distance. But I'd love to have like different jackets that I could mix and match as like, you know, part of my wardrobe and less just like the same jacket I wear all winter long. Yeah, I think people are thinking about that more. Yeah. And so what can we expect to see for like spring, summer 21 with Cynthia Rowley? For spring, there's definitely more surf and swim than ever before. There's more pretty dresses that you can just throw on um, and go out and 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 feel dressed. And even if you're taking a walk, I think a lot of, you know, we're ma- we're still making our super cute printed sweat sets and sweatshirts and t-shirts. We're still making all that. But if it's like you've been cooped up at home wearing those same sweatpants and that same little cashmere sweater or something, you know, maybe you want to try something new. And so I, I think that's what we're, we've been thinking about. That's what we, we have coming out. I mean, you have so many beautiful prints that you design that are signature to your collection. I mean, that's what, when I think of your brand, I think of all the great colors and prints and styles and I'm loving the flare jeans and flare pants that you're doing this, uh, that you just put out this winter. Oh, one thing I was going to say is we're, we have these, we have these pants that are almost like a fitness legging. They're, it's somewhere between a really firm, like a really firm legging and the neoprene on a wetsuit somewhere in between, but breathable and printed and not printed. And they're so, they're so cute. I'm so excited about those. So that would be the one thing that's coming also that we have some on the site now and they've been really great. And so we have new prints and new colors and it's basically like a legging, but with a little flare crop flare and so cute and so comfy. That sounds amazing. What are you doing for fashion week? Last February, one year ago, we had a major runway show like we have in the, for years in the past. And, you know, it was 700 people at spring studios and it was, you know, major. And then almost like the needle scratching on a record you know, like about three weeks later, the whole world ended. So that was the end of that. And then in September, we made a film and we continued to make these little films that I think tell the story. I mean, runway shows are fun. They're super exciting. They're really stressful. Right. There's no dress rehearsal. You just have to put it out there for like, not only the audience there, but the world at large. And you're you're out there basically naked, you know, showing your work. Right. 
for everyone to say whatever they want. Right. But if you make a little film and put it out there and like there's one we just posted last week on Instagram that I think is so beautiful and just tells the story of our brand in a way that feels even more true. And it's a whole little story. It ends with her in a dress on the cliffs in an epic drone shot. She's climbing, rock climbing in a dress. Your movies, they're beautiful and I love the music. We're gonna do more of that. That's great. I mean, times are changing. I'm excited about it. I think it's really like way more exciting and you you know, you can do what's right for you and you're not playing by the rules of an industry that hasn't really changed in, in about twenty years. More. Yeah, more. Yeah. I went to Parsons, I worked in fashion for years, and I was working in a magazine, and I remember when fashion shows were really just for editors and buyers. It's such a different world now. It's a time when I never missed a day of work. I had a 48-hour maternity leave. I mean, I would go on, I went to Egypt on vacation from Wednesday to Sunday on Thanksgiving. Like, that's how crazy I was. And that is just over and thank God. And, you know, it needed to be disrupted like this and, you know, maybe in not such a terrible, really devastating way. But I think if there's a glimmer of hope and light in this and thinking about the future, I think that there's a much better work-life balance. I think that people feel more connected and passionate about what they're doing and doing it for the right reasons. And there's a ton of entrepreneurs out there and people trying any, everything, you know, they're like making their dreams come true. So many people have wanted to do things or had an idea or, you know, maybe for whatever reason, weren't able to do it. And now they're doing it. And it's never been a more kind of open-minded, acceptable time for people to put out anything, you know, yeah. whatever it is, any idea. It's way, it's so much more inclusive and ex- and accepting in the world. And, you know, yes, we have a long way to go, but let's all, you know, support and help each other yes. live the dream, live your dreams. Yeah. And I think also it's been a good time to kind of like spend more time with family, which you have this really cute, adorable podcast that is also very cool. The Ageless podcast with your daughter, Kit, that you've been working on. Did you start that during COVID or was it happening before? We started before that and we, we really just wanted to spend time together and in conversation and then talking to people we thought were interesting and that's how it all sort of evolved and then again because of how the world is now more people are listening to podcasts and it's become a way to kind of just share information and share something cool that we think you know people might want to know about so that's it that's all we're doing we're just talking to people that we think are interesting and 
she's way better at it than me. You guys are good together. I have to say, I don't know if you like if you're doing a lot of editing or not, but I mean, the two of you just obviously you have such good energy together. I love how you were talking about like not fighting the universe and just letting go and letting life unfold when you did your 2021 sort of like 2020 rap episode. Yeah. 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 You guys are good. Yeah, she's she's really good at it. I'm I'm not as I'm more the visual person, you know, yes. and she's she's a great writer and storyteller and content creator and all that, but it is fun to do. And you got a ring light. <laughs> oh my god, the ring light. I got a ring light and like I was talking about my partner earlier. She thought I got the one that attaches to your computer, but I got like a huge ring light yeah like the whole hell yeah like i a, just upgraded yeah. to the ring light with the with the phone tripod yes. in the middle yes that's what i have hell and yeah it's great i mean i never i'm always behind the scenes you know helping everybody else like get out in front of the scenes and like doing all the stuff with my clients and it's been very interesting and challenging let's just say like the video oh, part the, of this podcast is not happening i did two and i'm like i'm done yeah we always do video just because we want to be able to see the person we're having a conversation with i was going to ask you when's the next one uh we're releasing one today with elise taylor who is a lifestyle editor writer for vogue and it was really she was so interesting and the one that I'm about to record now is with my fertility doctor that made my dreams come true 16 years ago when I gave birth to Gigi. I can't wait to hear it. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be intense. What are some of your tried and true wellness rituals that you do now, fitness or wellness? And then what vibe are you feeling for 2021? I'm feeling very optimistic. It's scary, but I've always been an optimist and I'm feeling much, much, much better now. In 2021, I've been spending a lot of time outside hiking, walking. I ride a city bike to work. I think just being outside as much as possible is really so good. And new things. You know, we know you're a surfer. I know you swim. Like, are you doing yoga? Yeah. I mean, I just, I got a mountain bike last summer. So I'm going to try to go do more of that and get better at surfing. And now with a better work-life balance, hopefully I can spend a little more time doing that yeah. and pursuing a lot, getting better at things. Oh, tennis, I've been playing tennis a little bit too, that's fun. I'm thinking golf, but I'm not sure. I would have to design new golf wear. I'm kind of working on that. So. You are. I was going to say, what's yeah. your next sport? Like, are you are you skiing, golf, and tennis? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm skiing. Ski? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I might go even next weekend. Skiing, a little snowboarding, we'll see. Uh, you know, we, made, we make roller skates. I love that. Well, if you look at our, go on YouTube, yeah. our spring, I forget what it is, like a year ago, year, two years ago, we had all roller skating women wearing the clothes and doing like major tricks, like crazy athletes. And they're like professional roller derby skaters and all trick skaters. And so we designed a pair of roller skates with Impala and they are really cute. 
and not expensive and really fun. That's fun. I love that. I've been ice skating. I'm always looking for something fun that's active that I can do. But I'm really serious about the bike shoes. (laughs) Like I will like send you a list of all the cycling people I know. (laughs) Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. That, That sounds cool. If it makes sense to design and it's fun, I'll do that too. Well, this has been so awesome. Cynthia, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode links in the show notes and of course sign up for our quarterly newsletter the download to get updates deals giveaways and information on future events for 2019 i want to hear from you email me marnie on the move one at gmail.com and let me know what you're enjoying what you want to hear more of if you have questions for our guests just reach out